Hello, my name is Darren Locke, and this is yet another of my very infrequent podcasts. My, 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 uh, looking at the log, it's, uh, it's about four years since the last one, and we've been pretty busy uh, since then. If anyone out there has been following what I've been doing, I've recorded another four albums since um, God Pays Debts Without Money, the mega box set of 2006, and this little podcast is to preview some of those tracks uh, in view, you know, with the view that you might go out there and check out the albums yourself. So you could call it a little promotional item. Anyway, where was I? Ah, Here comes the future, indeed, here it comes. There it goes. Whoosh, it's gone. It was the future, now it's the present, then it's the past. All in the twinkle of an eye. Where did it go? And that brings us on to 2008's album, which was called Here Comes the Future. Uh, I'm going to play you the title track, which was written as a kind of tribute to my then-unborn daughter. Again, you know, you, you, you're a father-to-be. Again, it was our first child. You think, wow, here comes the future. Here she is. This is the future. The future will arrive. It's the only instance that you can actually watch the future, i.e. the future of your genetic bloodline, arrive and so that's what the song's about it's not about the future arriving it's about my daughter arriving oh, a little bit of clever wordplay there so yeah the first track up is called here comes the future from the oft neglected album of the same title probably because there's a baby's face on the cover uh, that's my daughter again who posed with headphones and what a beautiful little face that is too Um, But yeah, this track's called Here Comes the Future. Apologies for my vocal performance because I should shut up and play my guitar. Here it comes, here comes the future. Here it comes, it's coming now. Here comes the future, baby. You know it's no surprise. I just hope I'm still alive to watch the future arrive. Here comes the future, baby. A fact no one can deny Even if I am late It'll turn up on time It comes in the blink of an eye The present in another disguise Far away but close enough to see It's so bright, bright for you and me The future, baby Who knows what might be in store Another day, another minute, another hour passes I can't wait anymore Here comes the future, baby I want to hold it in my hands So close I can almost taste it Without changing my plans Here comes in the blink of an eye the present in another disguise Far away but close enough to see Be so bright, bright for you and me Here comes the future, baby It's there for us to take Just hold on tight to me 
Well, that was stirring stuff, wasn't it? Um, well, there you go. The future has arrived. Yes, clang. There goes another guitar. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a, one of the few occasions I open my mouth, and I bet you're wishing you should have kept it shut, Darren. Uh, the, the next track up is called the Complex. Uh, the idea behind that was initially to do. Uh, something with the keyboards um, you know because we play too much guitar and sometimes it can be a bit wearing on the ear so I thought I know I'll do something a bit you know electronic a bit I don't know it was was an organic process it was such a long time ago I can't remember why the whys and wherefores of it Um, but it was called the the complex Um, yeah it's uh, I like it I like it, and what I really like is the way at the end, in the middle, it, it turns around and you get the old electric guitars coming back and uh, reproducing the original melody line. Um, it's part of a kind of a song suite. There's a there's a loose song suite, a, a, a load of songs tied together on "Here Comes a Future." It's part of that. It sits in there, and um, I really like the bass line. That's that's the thing I like about it because the bass line marches along and defines the uh, character of the song. But yeah, this is called The Complex. It's, it's, it's good. I like it. I hope you like it too. The Complex. <laughs>
yes, the complex disappearing up its own fundament. Uh, the next track up is called Ballad for Like, and it's a, one of those slow numbers. We can't have them all being balls out to the wall, rock and roll, hand jive, come and get your dinner kind of numbers. So sometimes we have to throw in a slow one, a little curveball to confuse the listener. And this is such a track. It was originally a vocal song, a singy song, with me warbling over it. Uh, the original title was called Summoning. And if you search on my website, that's www.darrenlock.com, you can hear that awful version of the song. But because I hate the sound of my own voice so much, hey, why are you recording this if you hate the sound of your own voice? I'm doing this because it's meant to be a promotion, you idiot. Anyway, um, I stripped the vocals out and Ballad for Laika was was born. And I think it works well, you know, put put the guitars to the fore. I really like the, the play-out guitar at the end. It's really sweet. And um, it's for that poor little doggy who got sent up into space first. Woof, woof. This one's for you, Laika.
I told you the uh, guitar at the end was particularly sweet, and there it goes. It's a, a nice little number, that. Uh, it's Ballad for Laika. Um, so now we fast forward. We've fast forward to oh, late, was it about August 2008? Yeah. I started recording the next lot. I always like to buy a new piece of gear to inspire me. I'm a bit of a, a pedal nut anything that can make a noise or do something different or you know bring new sounds to the palette I'll um, you know I'll give it a go and I picked up a, a pedal called the a boss SL20 slicer pedal and what this does is you play your guitar into it and it chops up the sound and makes it bounce around rhythmically it's like a it's always like a rhythmic delay and it's got some harmonic function in in there too so you have this harmonic rhythmic delay business and um, I started playing around with this with my guitar and uh, I've quickly found that I could come up with almost a Chapman stick type sound and the Chapman stick is a is a strange lump of wood with about eight to ten or twelve strings on it. It's half bass, half guitar, uh, played like a piano, strung in fifths, played by people like um, Tony Levin and uh, Nick Beggs. And um, yeah, so I had this really strange sound. It syncopated nicely with this drum loop I had. And yeah, it reminded me of a chicken doing a dance indeed and we all know how a chicken looks when it's dancing it wasn't so much as a funky chicken but more of a El Polo Loco
well, there, there you go. Um, those of you who have a wide taste in music may think, oh, he's just ripped off King Crimson, and you'd be right. Uh, the intention was wholly to rip off King Crimson because one loves to copy one's heroes because that's how new music and new art is formed. We look back, we look at the things that inspire us and we think, oh, I want to do that. And you take that idea that your hero or your inspiration is provided with you and you, you take it to one side and you put your own character onto it. And that's what El Polo Loco represents. And the same can very much be said of the next piece. I mean, I didn't intentionally um, set out to make it sound like a band called Tortoise. Tortoise are a band I like, by the way. I like very much ever since I heard their album TNT back in 1997. I followed their career. Um, Very modern, very different. You know, it's jazz, but it's not jazz that disgusts me. It's um, a modern take on jazz. Uh, but anyway, I'm getting off the point as usual. Uh, this next track, the the root of it was again using the SL20 um, pedal, and I came up with this interesting dampened guitar melody slash rhythm, which complemented the drums. It was like that. And it was almost like a salsa calypso type feel to it. But when I started adding to it, I realised it sounded a lot like something that the band Tours might do. They use a lot of vibraphone and, and percussion on their tracks. But it's not percussion, it's guitar that sounds like a percussion track. And um, that's what TRTS or Tours, the next song, represents. Though the end section is more of a Pink Floyd homage. You know, it's uh, the spirit of Gilmore entered into me and my fingers ran crazy across my Strat fretboard. You can really hear the Strat, can't you, my loves? But yeah, this is Tortoise. And if you really like it, go and treat yourself to a piece of lettuce.
So there you go. That was yeah, pretty stirring stuff. That got your blood all excited, didn't it? Um, so yeah, where was I? I was talking about the album Echo Net, I believe, because that's what the last two tracks were from. It's called Echo Net. Don't ask me what it means. I don't know. It came to me in a dream. It sounded like internet and the word echo. Because what you find on the internet is an awful lot of repetition, a lot of voices shouting into the chasm, and a lot of it all coming back. It's just repeat, 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 repeat. And that's what echo net is. It's the constant repetition over a network. And um, that's what the album represents. That's what the song represents. And the next track I'm going to play you is called Sunny Jim. Now, this was recorded in 2009. Uh, The notable thing in 2009 was my baby son-to-be was born. Uh, He was conceived, and by this time I would have known he was arriving. A bit like my daughter, the future was going to arrive in the latter half of the year, in September. And... um, I was, would you believe it, working out of a shed. <laughs> my, my, my recording studio was in a shed at the bottom of the garden opposite an abattoir. And in between hearing the animals being slaughtered with a bolt gun, I used to sit there with a, a sneaky beer and occasionally record. And this is one of those um, songs. It's called Sunny Jim. It's kind of for my son. It's got a lovely piece of um, real, not simulated, nylon guitar action. Uh, The really interesting thing about this, and this is a bit of a a giveaway, is the rhythm guitar that you hear. There's almost like a a plucked rhythm guitar sound going on there, but it isn't a rhythm guitar. It's actually a bass guitar fed through a... Digitech Time Bender digital delay pedal. Now, the interesting thing, the really interesting thing, and the thing that really excites me, and I'm, I'm, I'm clenching my fist and screwing my face up in excitement as I say this, is the uh, Digitech Time Bender can do harmonic delay. Uh, what does that mean, Darren? Uh, basically, you can put a note into the, the, the Time Bender and it will throw out its harmonic sequence. So you put one note in, and you get two, three, four, five different notes out, all in that harmonic sequence, so you can really have fun with it. And so what I, I discovered when I was recording this, if I put my bass into the time bender and adjusted it, it could make these really nice harmonies come out. And so one note would turn into four or five notes, and I had the bedding of a really good track, and that is uh, Sunny Jim. Notable for the guitar solos in the middle, it's an example of what I call a non-guitar solo, is it's the guitar trying not to say anything. It's just there flapping around like a fish out of water, saying, don't look at me, don't look at me, I'm not here, I'm not really a guitar, I'm not really a solo. But it all hangs together really well. This is Sunny Jim.
And there goes the non-guitar solo floating off into the ether. But yeah, so during 2009, uh, for nine months, I was living in a shed. Um, well, not really living in a shed. I was living in a in a barn conversion, but I was all my toys were in the shed, which meant that in the winter it was very, very cold, and sometimes it was so cold I, I couldn't even sit in there. There was a little electric heater, but oh, you had to leave it on for about two hours for it to get to warm the place up. And in the summer. It was unbearably hot. It was like a Japanese sweatbox from a Prisoner of War movie. And, um, you know, I didn't really want to sit there in my underpants and sweat it out. But when the temperatures were just right and the planets were in alignment and the animals weren't being killed in the abattoir, I'd venture out into the darkness and record. And if I was really lucky, animals under the shed would scratch and move around. And very sometimes something very heavy would walk across the roof of the shed and it used to get a bit scary and I don't scare easy but you know, there were some strange animals out in the wilderness uh, but that time I treated myself to a Godin Multiac nylon uh, guitar um, I didn't have it for very, very long um, I bought it and sold it uh, on eBay uh, lost about 50 quid so you could say I hired a guitar for a year for 50 quid um, but I used it extensively on the EchoNet album uh, because I, I wanted to see what it was like playing a nylon guitar and I really found it conducive um, to my style and one day if I have the money ha, if I have the money I'm never going to have the money while I have a hole in my bottom but if I ever do get a windfall I'll probably buy another Godin Multiac because Godin guitars are very nice my main um, electric is a, is a Godin but as you can hear, I'm rambling off. What I was trying to say is the next track called Slow Drift was was actually written on this Godan Multiac. It was the first thing I recorded. And I was in the shed and I plugged everything in. And I just had a drum track going and the Multiac was plugged into all my pedals and my delays and I just started playing and this amazing sound came out. And thankfully I, I caught it on the computer because I record sometimes I basically jam and record and if anything works I use it and um, and that's what I did with this track it's called Slow Drift and um, there I was in the shed hitting my head on the low beam suffering suffering for my art and this is the result of it Slow Drift <laughs>
so yeah, um, Slow Drift, the main guitar was processed to hell and all those jangly 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 bits were basically the one guitar with a little bit of additional guitars at the end. Again at this time I I I, I went crazy with my my gear budget and I, I treated myself to a six string bass guitar. Um, the intention again was to kind of expand my my range, my palette of sounds and you hear that at the end of Slow Drift, it's me riffing away on this on this um, six string bass which um, yeah very interesting it certainly strengthened my my fingers I'd recommend it to anyone who you know plays the bass if they want to you know make their hand a bit stronger you know buy a, buy a six string um, but yeah those tracks you just heard those last four tracks uh, were from the recording echo net now you should really really go over to CD Baby and buy a copy of that why, why, why should you part with your hard-earned coins? Well, the interesting thing about EchoNet is I sat down with all the master tapes or master recordings or master tracks, whatever they call it these days, and I connected my computer up to a surround sound system and I made a surround sound DVD of the whole album. And I must admit, it sounds rather good. It's the best way to hear this recording because I spread everything around and you can really, really get to the, the meat and gravy of, of the recording. It, it really does breathe new life into everything. Now, in, in the past, I was a bit um, dismissive of surround sound. I think one of the first surround sound albums I got was by um, Jean-Michel Jarre called Aero. It was basically a compilation of his old tracks, but in 5.1 surround and I remember putting it on the player and sitting down and everything just whizzing around and bouncing around my head and it, oh, I got a headache because I couldn't really focus, I couldn't really sit there and focus on the songs and the instruments but then Genesis remastered their catalogue and Nick Davis, their producer, did a fantastic job of doing a surround mix and I listened to it and I thought, ah, this is how it should be done, they should be using the you know, the speaker system to, to, to um, you know, give you a sense of space and um, and that's, that kind of inspired me to take up the 5.1 surround sound cause now if you visit my website that's www.darrenlock.com uh, you'll find a link that says DVD downloads and what you can do is if you click on that link you'll find um, the files to download and burn your very own Darren Locke Surround Sound DVDs. Yes, I'm giving them away. That's how fucking generous I am. Sorry to swear. But I feel passionate about giving this stuff away. Um, because it's crap. <laughs> Shut up at the back there. Um, but no, um, these DVDs are there for you to download and burn and play in your DVD recorder. And um, there's an album called Textures, which works really well in Surround Sound. Another album called Without Words, which is in surround sound. In fact, they're all in surround sound. I don't know why I keep saying that. And the last one is called um, Empty Space, which is an ambient project, which is, in, is the f kind of the first of its ilk in surround sound. They're all very popular, um, shifting loads of them off, off the site. You know, gigs. I do about 300 gigs a, a month um, of downloads. But if you head over there and, you know, and download them and burn them, put them in 
into your 5.1 surround sound speaker systems, you'll be surrounded by Darren Locke. What an exciting prospect that is, eh? Um, but yeah, so you've got three there, and EchoNet is in surround sound. That one you can actually go and buy, because, hey, I can't give it all away. I'd like to, but I've got to somehow afford guitar strings somehow. Anyway, I don't know what the next track is, so I'm not going to introduce it. It's a mystery. I'll tell you about it at the end, duckies.
Ah yes, it's all coming back to me now. Um, this track you're hearing hasn't actually got a, a title in the conventional sense of the word. It's got a date, and the date is the 11th of the 10th, 2006, because that was the day it was recording on. Um, that track was recorded on the fly uh, using a RC50 Boss RC50 looping pedal, uh, which allows you to record phrases and record over those phrases. So basically, it's like having about three stereo tape recorders running, and you know you can punch in and punch out. And what I like to do, 2006 was the year of the live performance, and me making it up as I went along. Um, if you head over to my YouTube channel, I don't know what it is. I don't even know how to give you the link. <laughs> Um, it's on YouTube, search for Darren Lock on YouTube or something and you'll find a load of YouTube videos of me noodling away um, looking corpulent and unwell uh, my bloated face looking all hung and drawn and unsad like Droopy the Dog on Downers and well that's me that is and you'll see me there plucking for dear life I said plucking, <laughs> plucking, filthy minds um, and those were the resulting tracks and um, um, there's a video of me playing that one um, and what I did is I realised I had all this material as you do and I thought oh, it'd be nice to um, put it onto a CD and put it out there I don't think anyone's bought one of these CDs yet it's the only title in my vast catalogue that has had zero interest I think there's been some digital downloads from iTunes and things like that, but the actual album itself, nobody wants it. It's unloved, which is a great shame. But anyway, I don't know what the title of the next song is either, but it's from the same album, and it's me making it up as I go along. Enjoy.
Yes, that was uh, 26th of October 2006, and you can watch me do that live on YouTube. Uh, like I said, search for Darren Locke, and you'll see my ugly face appear. And oh, it, it's a bit King Crimson, isn't it? That bit at the beginning ooh, sounds a bit like The Power to Believe Part 2 by King Crimson, doesn't it? Well, yeah, that's because it's the preset of the Handsonic HPD 15. Uh, drum doohickey um, basically the boys from King Crimson were just playing with the presets and anyone can do it don't be afraid it's not magic uh, musicians just like to make out that it's magic but even you yes you I'm talking to you you can do it too don't be afraid we're only limited by our imaginations and our stubby little fingers but you know what can you do about it but um hope you enjoyed that one um Again, it was live, making it all up, you know, it was exciting, you know, um, I'm really running out of things to say now because there was no idea, you know, I just, I just plugged everything in and, and just jammed and it was, like I said, it was an exciting time and I don't think I'll get those times back again, I don't think I'll do anything like that again, it's a bit sad really, anyway. Here's the next one. I don't know what it's called either, but I'm sure it's just as good as that.
yes, that was the 15th of February 2007. And um, yeah, it's from the album Improvisations. It's available from CD Baby and from download uh, off of iTunes and other reputable digital online retailers. So that kind of brings us almost up to date. We've got one more album to trudge through. And it's the, the newest one. It was finished last December, or released last December, 2009. It's called Everything You Have Ever Owned Is Mine. And there's not much to say about it, really. It was recorded, I don't know, it was recorded pretty quickly. It was recorded between, I think it was between August and November. And again, having two children and a business to run it's you know it's hard to record i can't put the love that i used to put into it but you know when i record i record i put my my heart into it and this is what we're getting these days um it's a good record i like it um what you're gonna hear is a track called the cobalt blues oh god darren do you see what you've done there you've named a track after a michael brook album yeah michael brook is a, is a again is another hero of mine um does an amazing thing with guitars he's a very good ambient what I call an ambient guitarist he can do no wrong fantastic soundtrack um, composer now he's what he's dedicating his life to and this track it wasn't a deliberate knockoff it just happened you plug your guitar in you put it into your delay pedal and um, and this rhythm comes out it could have gone a bit more to the right and been Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd but or a little bit to the left, it could have been Steve Rothery from Meridian, but I went down the middle and it was Michael Brook from, from well, from Michael Brook fame. And uh, this is called the Cobalt Blues, and, um, well, I like it. <laughs>
gets a bit funky at the end there, doesn't it? Um, well, I like that track a lot, actually. I think it works quite well, considering it's a bit of a knockoff. The next one up is um, is called the Brunenberg Technique. Now, it's, is it a psychological assessment test? Maybe it's a, a Belgian sex manual. Uh, no, it's not. It's named after an online chum um, who gave me some advice about the recording, and so I gave the title to him. I named it after him. Um, again, this is... Um, the heart of this is the bass guitar being put through a delay pedal. And for me, I'm really just a bass player. I'm not really much of a guitarist. Uh, the bass is king for me. Uh, the bass and the rhythm track, it, it's the, it, it provides the foundation and the bedrock to most of, of what I do. And this is the same for this one. Um, it's called the Brunenberg Technique and um, it sounds like this. the triangle don't you <laughs> yeah yeah there's a little 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 ding there you go that's the triangle 
that was the Brunenberg technique. Um, what you're about to hear, what's coming up, is called Tabula Planar. Um, the album, Everything You Have Ever Owned Is Mine, is bookended by two tracks. One's called Tabula Rasa, which is Latin for clean slate. And the end track is called Tabula Planar, which means, well, the opposite. Full slate. <laughs> um, so, like I said, they're, they're cut from the same cloth. Their brother and sister uh, has the same musical DNA running through it. Uh, originally, the album was meant to be my angry album. I had a lot of things to be angry about, but the problem is, is you know, I'm a realist. I'm sensible, and anger doesn't really last for long. Uh, it's more like a, a firework going off. It's more. Fzz, pff, and that's it, that's my anger gone. And so I couldn't sustain a whole 40 minutes of grrrr. I can only do you know, four minutes here and four minutes there. Um, but yeah, this is an angry track. Um, I don't know, I don't know if you like, you might not like it after the, the gentleness of the Brunenberg technique. This goes off in the completely opposite direction. You know, we go from soft to something.
that was um, that was something to um, get excited about. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Tabula Plana uh, from Everything You Have Ever Owned Is Mine. And you can find all my recordings at the CD Baby Artist page of mine, which is www.cdbaby.com forward slash artist forward slash Darren Locke, all on word. Um, if you can't find that, uh, just put Darren Locke into Google and you're bound to find it. I'm out there somewhere. Or you could just visit my website, which is www.darrenlock.com. And, um, well, I hope you've uh, enjoyed this podcast. Um, there's loads of music out there. There's, if you come to my website, there's loads of free stuff to download and enjoy. And, you know, if you want, you can even buy it. Because, you know, the money goes to me and I really could do with your money. Ha 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 ha. Someone's got to be buying my guitar strings. And with that, I'll bid you adieu.